everybody. Welcome to the first ever episode of The House Call with Dr. Rob. I'm Dr. Rob Stinson. You can call me Dr. Stinson. You can talk, call me Dr. Rob. You can just call me Rob. It doesn't matter. I'm so happy to be hanging out with you this evening. We're going to be talking about um, professional wrestling, the greatest sport in the world. The, the, the purpose of this is to delve into the history of the sport, some more technical aspects, some more refined aspects. I've got my favorite Sauvignon Blanc here. Uh, we actually picked this bottle up on our anniversary years ago when we were in Napa, and I've not yet drank it, uh, drank it, and I'm going to be drinking it tonight. Don't tell the wife. Um, but I'm so uh, happy to be doing this. I miss my comrades, uh, Gary and Will, of course, but you know we're trying to divide the labor. We want to make sure we have something coming out to you every single night. And I'm going to be coming at you on Tuesdays and Fridays, bringing my perspective. It's not the right perspective. Remember, I'm just a mark, just like you guys. I mean, just because I have a doctor and, you know, incredibly brilliant, very handsome and all that does not make me right. It, you know, makes me informed, but it doesn't make me right. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, man. I'm so happy to, to be doing this. Uh, I just want us to stop for a moment on this particular day. This is an important day. I hope we can all appreciate the significance of what we witnessed today. And you may not even realize it. I'm not talking about a, uh, a natural disaster. I'm not talking about some tumultuous political event. No, uh, not a pro wrestling super card. It's not WrestleMania weekend or nothing like that. Just the fantastic realization that every time the sun sets and rises, we experience history. Every time it sets and rises. Indeed, what we're experiencing now, and you don't even realize it. Some of you do, but most of you don't even realize that what you're experiencing now is something you may never experience again in your lifetime, ever. It just doesn't happen today. On this date, and I'm talking February the 16th, 2021, Nick Aldis, the national treasure, the dealer, reached the 850th day of his historic NWA World's Heavyweight Championship title reign. Now, let's put that in perspective. Only seven NWA reigns are longer than that. Two of them belong to one man, of course, that's Luthez. The other five to exceed the 850-day mark are Pat O'Connor, Gene Kaniski, Dory Funk Jr., Harley Race, and Dan Severn. Guess what name is missing from that list? The one that some consider to be the greatest of all time, and he might be the greatest of all time, Ric Flair, never reached 850 days. That mark has been exceeded only three times in the last half century. That's 50 years, folks. It has not been accomplished since Bill Clinton was president of the United States and Tony Blair was prime minister of the United Kingdom. It just doesn't happen anymore unless your name is Nick Aldis. Now, I know what many of you are saying. I can already hear the criticisms because I keep up with Twitter and Instagram and Snack Shack and MySpace and all that stuff, LimeWire and uh, Hulu and doggone uh, Napster and all that stuff. I know what you're saying. Yeah, 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 Doc. But this is the COVID reign. The title has not been defended. I keep hearing that. Who's he beaten? Who's he faced? Guys, that is absolutely not the case. It is fundamentally not true. While the defense pace is not at the 
scalding hot rate that it was during perhaps the all this crusade with multiple defenses per month, the title has not been dormant at all, not by any standard. All this has defended the belt multiple times since the global pandemic gripped the world against the likes of Noby Bryant, Brian Pillman Jr., Jason Strife, and of course that marquee defense against Mike Bennett. Let me get a sip here. Mm. Sauvignon Blanc. In wrestling strife, let's let's look let's look at just Jason Strife. Even in these these four or five defenses, Aldous is making history. When he wrestled Jason Strife, Aldous brought the championship back to Omaha, Nebraska. That is AWA country. For the first time in 30 years, you know who the last person to defend the NWA title was in Omaha? Rick Flair against Eligante. And Nick Aldous brought it back. While Aldous would be the first to tell you that he would like to have defended the title more every day if he could, his defenses over the past year exceeded those of other comparable rule champions and prize fighters like Brock Lesnar, and no disrespect to Brock Lesnar at all. Don't take me wrong. But Brock Lesnar's defenses occurred, what, every 90 to 100 days without a global pandemic? And then you got other prize fighters, and I'm placing all us in the family of MMA and boxing. But you look at like Mike Tyson, who would defend the title one to twice, two times, maybe on a good year, three times a year, but mostly maybe twice a year. Um, look at Earl Caddick former world heavyweight champion in professional wrestling, one of the greats, a direct predecessor of Nick Aldis's. And he put his entire career on hold while world champion to go and serve his country in World War I and then come back and defend the title. That's the most comparable analogy. I mean, you got world war and you got global pandemic. So the pandemic has not been ideal but it has in no way and by no reasonable precedent diminished the importance of Nick Aldis's reign, who uh, by any standard would prior to January the tw- uh, January of 2020, Nick Aldis's reigns would have been considered the greatest, most prize-fighting reigns of any champion ever. I mean, I'm talking about the Aldis crusade. Remember, before the pandemic, Nick Aldis was defending the title regularly, and he would defend it regularly if situations permitted, but things are out of his control and whatnot. But it's still, still, we've got four great defenses in the last year against quality opponents, and of course that marquee matchup against, um, against Mike Bennett. So on the occasion, here, here's why I'm here today, okay? On the occasion of the 858th day of Nick Aldis's reign, February 2016, 2021, I thought it'd be fun to look back at the 10 greatest NWA World's title matches of Aldous's career. Let's not forget now that prior to this historic reign that began on October 21st, 2018, right here at NWA 70, that Aldous had another, he's a two-time NWA champion. He had another reign that lasted 266 days, which is no small feat, okay? If you combine that with the current reign of 850 days so far, you carry the two, do the square root, do the the binomial, uh, all that stuff. Boom, you get 1,116 days. Guess what? Seventh 
all-time longest reigning champion since the foundations of the world, okay? He's just 15 days short of Gene Kaniski, who, who is the sixth longest reigning of all time. In 16 days, Nick Aldis will be the sixth longest reigning cumulative NWA World's Heavyweight Champion of all time. And to cap it all off, Aldis is only 34 years old. He's the uh, age of my wife. I like him young, okay? I'm much older, much, much older than the lovely Tanya, okay? Nick Aldis is only 34 years old, born in 1986. This reign could conceivably last another 1,000 days. Is it likely? Uh, probably not likely, given the state of competition today, but it could happen. I mean, Nick Aldis could do it. But whether he loses it on day 851 or day 1,001, I doubt there's a serious person alive who doesn't believe that Nick Aldis has multiple reigns ahead of him still. I mean, Aldis may be a six-time, seven-time, 16-time world champion. He's only 34 years old. He is just a baby in terms of longevity and where he's at now, okay? I mean, he is at the same point right now that Ric Flair was at in Ric Flair's legendary 1986 title reign, the one that was probably the greatest of his career. So let's, let's, let's keep those things in mind. Now, on to uh, Aldis's top 10 matches. This list is subjective, okay? You're going to have a different list more than likely. This list is mine alone, and there may be others that should be on this list or might be a match that I include that you don't think it should be. There may, may be matches on this list that Aldis doesn't even like and others that he likes that isn't on this list. But I'm going to make my case for these 10 matches in particular and I'll try my best to provide some rationale. Remember, this list only includes his NWA world title defenses, so it won't include any of his impact matches against the likes of Kurt Angle, AJ Styles, Sting. It won't include any of those. It also won't include his uh, championship victory matches where he won the title against Tim Storm and maybe his greatest match of all time, this one right here, October 21st, 2018, against Cody Rhodes. Uh, those matches are not going to make the list because he wasn't defending the title, okay? Let me begin with some honorable mentions. Now, these may surprise you. Some of you may have had these on your list, all right? But uh, there are a number of matches that I think will stand the test of time and will ultimately be regarded as classics, but they just fall just a little bit short of my top 10, okay? There was, first of all, Aldous versus Tom Latimer, still going by the name of Bram in, uh, in Witness, England, very, or, very early in the Aldous Crusade. This is a contest uh, uh, pitting two competitors of similar size, similar background, similar skill, and of course, similar nationality. Aldous and Latimer. We are no strangers to the fact that these two are very close. They train together. They work out together. They know each other. This match was legendary. Then you had um, Aldous against the hardcore legend Tommy Dreamer in March 2018. This is featured in 10 Pounds of Gold. This is a match that did much to cement the early credibility of Nick Aldous as an NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. And, of course, there was that great Aldous versus Ricky Morton match Um this was a match that had such historic significance that President William Patrick Corgan himself came from backstage to watch this match with his own eyes rather than to watch it on a monitor. Okay, th those all could easily have been in the top 10. But here are, in my opinion, 
the 10 most important title defenses of, of Nick Aldis's NWA championship tenure. Tenures, okay? First of all, number 10. I'm going to start with December 23rd, 2018 in Maidstone, England against Jimmy Havoc. That's right. I said it, Jimmy Havoc. Jimmy Havoc is a talent that has attained nearly cult-like status alongside other independent wrestlers that have made their way into major promotions. I'm talking about guys like Orange Cassidy, guys like um, um, Darby Allen, Dan Housen. Dan Housen has a comic book, by, by God. I mean, these guys were built cult status. They have fan pages. They have devotees just built around personality. This match against two fellow Englishmen was a clash of styles. You've got all this, a more traditionally tra- trained, ground-oriented tactician in the, in the tradition of guys like Doug Williams or Lord Stephen Regal, matched against a heavy-hitting, extreme rules, non-traditional Jimmy Havoc. This is a match that is not often discussed. It's probably not even in the back of Nick Aldis's mind as one of his great matches. But for me... What this match did was it placed Aldis in an unfamiliar situation against a contrasting style. Maybe the most the most contrasting style of any competitor he's ever faced, maybe except for Tommy Dreamer. Aldis showed that when the dust settled, his skill, his strength, his ability places him at an advantage regardless of style. So this is my number 10 match, Nick Aldis versus Jimmy Havoc. Now, this may seem like a cop-out, and I'm not trying to, to, to make it a cop-out, but the next three matches, I'm going to group together. Number uh, number nine, number eight, number seven, I'm going to group together. You've got Nick Alders versus Jack Swagger, a.k.a. Jake Hager, in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, on November 11, 2018. You've got uh, Aldous versus Brian Cage, December 8, 2018, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And then you've got Nick Aldis versus Lance Hoyt, a.k.a. Lance Archer, July 6, 2018 in San Antonio, Texas. Now, why am I grouping these three together? These three matches were separate, and each are classics in their own right. They were amazing matches. But I grouped them together into an informal category that I call the All Elite Series. In each case, hear me now, in each case, Aldis defeated an established talent that would become an A-list talent featured in All Elite Wrestling, AEW. When you combine these matches with his career-defining title victory against Cody on October 21st, 2018, you can see why I have such high confidence in this great champion, the National Treasure. He has, at one point or another, essentially run roughshod over the meat of AEW's roster. All right, so I've got... Number nine, number eight, number seven against Jack Swagger, Brian Cage, and Lance Hoyt. Number six, June 10th, 2018, in uh, Port Hunemi, California, against Josephus and Crimson. Now, Nick Aldis is a self-described traditional prize fighter. For that reason, you're not going to find Nick Aldis in a gimmick match. He's not going to be in an, an elimination chamber. Has he been in a ladder match before in like the impact days? Yeah, but that's not going to happen today, okay? Nick Aldis is a prize fighter, man-to-man, gentleman's rules. Here's the exception. In this case, the 10 pounds of gold was placed on the line in a three-way match against Aldis' old friend Crimson and the enlightened one, Josephus. 
Josephus is a former NWA Southern heavyweight champion and arch nemesis to Tim Storm in the early days of the Lightning One era. The Storm Josephus saga constitutes one of the great NWA storylines in the modern iteration of the NWA, and it forms the early basis of the first episodes of 10 Pounds of Gold. Both Crimson and Josephus were and are legitimate world's championship contenders to this day. And in this classic, Aldis fended them off both successfully, forcing Josephus ultimately to tap in the Kingsland Cloverleaf. Number six, Josephus and Crimson. That brings us to number five. We're at the halfway point, guys. Into the Fire, GPB Studios, Atlanta, Georgia, December 14, 2019. Not only is Nick Aldis one of the most distinctive prize fighters in wrestling, bringing a classic George Hackenschmidt, Frank Gotch style to the modern sport, but the NWA itself is deliberately built around the premise of the centrality of the prize fight. Just go back and watch the uh, Nick Aldis, Chris Van Vliet uh, interview. It's a great interview. And in that, uh, Aldis talks about how he and Billy Corgan met and they came to terms and had a connection because they both believed in the centrality of the prize fight. Right behind me, I'll, I had this poster up, Apollo Creed versus Rocky Balboa. You know, the, the, the metaphorical tr- great prize fight of all time. And that's what Nick Aldis and the NWA strive for. So in the first NWA exclusively promoted pay-per-view of the Lightning One era, this uh, fact was paramount the centrality of the prize fight. Not only did we see the Rock and Roll Express win the NWA World Tag Team Championship against the Wild Cards, but the headliner was, to quote Dusty Rhodes, a Donnybrook. It was a Donnybrook. Uh, All this against perennial tag team legend and former NWA national champion James Storm in two out of three falls. The stakes could not be any higher. They can't be higher when the uh, the 10 pounds of gold is on the line. But if the NWA wanted to make an impact and a statement with its first pay-per-view, it more than delivered with this classic. Go back, watch Nick Aldis versus James Storm, two out of three falls, December 14, 2019 in Atlanta, Georgia. Now we're over the hump. Number four. We're in high caught now, guys. September 15, 2020, UWN Primetime Live, Season 1, Episode 1 in Long Beach, California, I can't remember the last time the NWA was even represented in Long Beach. It had to have been the 50s or 60s. Now, you did have championship wrestling from Hollywood, classy Freddie Blassie, the nature boy Buddy Rogers. But the last time the title was defended, I don't know. I'd have to guess. I'm not even going to speculate. But on September 15th, it was defended against Mike Bennett. Okay. Now, you guys will remember the importance of this match. 2020 will forever carry the stigma of the pandemic. We all know it. Everyone was disappointed when the NWA went on hiatus. No one more disappointed than Nick Aldis. I promise you that. It was with great anticipation and even with the accompaniment of a new episode of 10 Pounds of Gold that Aldis accepted the challenge of one of the great contemporary ring technicians of our time, Mike Bennett. Now, Bennett was battling his own demons. He was hungry for redemption. He was in need of a miracle to reestablish himself as a professional wrestler. He would say that time and time again. I am a professional wrestler. I am a professional wrestler. I have to win. And he and Aldis main evented the inaugural episode of UWM Primetime Live. And maybe the most emotional match of Aldis's career, Bennett ultimately succumbed 
to the Kingsland Cloverleaf, but he never quit, which set up the prospect for a future series between Bennett and Aldous. This has a potential to be the career-defining series for Aldous, okay? Now, I've watched this match at least a dozen times, probably more. And the first time I saw it, of course, it was on... Uh, it was on... Uh, um, the, I streamed it through pay-per-view, and there was the, the infamous technological glitches and all that so i didn't get the feel that night but i watched it the next day because uh, they sent us the the original you know they sent us the broadcast clip the the original the the master copy and that match was amazing guys it was an amazing match i mean i'm getting emotional just talking about it these guys told a story in that ring like few people can do they 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 conducted a symphony in the ring that night and I appreciate it more and more every time I see it. This could easily have made it to number one on my list, uh, especially in light of being of Bennett's recent surge. You know, being at the top of uh, Ring of Honor right now and uh, making it to the finals of that UWN Open Weight Championship tournament, uh, that inevitable showdown with the Dirty Daddy Chris Dickinson, possibly the 2021 match of the year, guys. To be to know to be in the know <laughs> to understand Nick Aldis, you have to watch this match with Mike Bennett. It was a phenomenal match. Okay, it was my number four match. Number three, April 27, twenty nineteen, Concord, North Carolina, the reinstitution of the Crockett Cup. Okay, now the Crockett Cup is supposed to be about tag teams, and it was. Don't get me wrong; it was about tag teams. But in the history of the cup, you'll remember Ric Flair always stole the show. Always. It didn't matter. Against Dusty in 1986, against Barry Windham in 87, against Nikita Koloff in 88. Nick Aldis, uh, excuse me, Ric Flair always managed to make the cup about him. Now, Aldis is a gentleman, and this cup was about the tag teams. But in 2019, Aldis kept the tradition alive with trying to steal the show. And he and Skrull, Marty Skrull, delivered a brutal spectacle that could arguably be considered the match of 2019, regardless of promotion, New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact, WWE, whatever. All this, of course, retained the title, uh, but it hardly ended the rivalry. Villain Enterprises made a statement and a presence in the final few episodes of Power prior to the pandemic shutdown. And on April 19, 2020, All this would certainly have put the final nail in the coffin in the feud. I had tickets, bro. I was going to take my daughter Piper, and I could not wait for the day, you know, years down the road when she said, "My, I can't, I, I, I love the night. My dad took me to see Nick Aldis bury Marty Skrull. But the world changed, and that was not to happen. Still, Marty Skrull versus Nick Aldis, April 27, 2019, number three in Aldis's career. That brings us to number two. Now, these next two matches could be interchangeable, okay? Just, just just, bear with me. April 14, 2018, in Wenzhou, China, against Colt Cabana. The distinctive feature that separates the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship from every trophy is that it is the greatest, most toured, most traveled accolade in the sport, bar none. Sauvignon Blanc. In the tradition of the great traveling champions, and I'm thinking immediately of Luthez, Dory Funk Jr., Harley Race, Ric Flair, Adam Pierce, Aldous treated his role as champion in the same capacity he always has. Uh, much like a head of state, he traveled the he traveled the globe 
with multiple defenses in the United Kingdom, in Australia, Canada, Puerto Rico, and North Carolina. Uh, and in April of 2018, for the first time in history since the foundations of the world, the NWA, 10 pounds of gold, Sweet Charlotte, the Dome Globe, was defended in the People's Republic of China. I'm getting chills right now just talking about it against former NWA world champion Colt Cabana. This match was weighted with history. This was a match that has all the trappings of a, of a prize fight, like Apollo and Rocky, the banners, the, the parades, the fanfare, um, the glitz, the glamour, everything that the government could, of China could pour on this, they delivered. And this, because of that, because of the global importance, might be considered Nick Aldis's most important title defense, if it were not for one other. Number one, Nick Aldis's greatest, most important title defense of all time came on September 30th, 2019, at the Power Taping Season 1, Episode 1 in the GPBO studios of Atlanta, Georgia, when Nick Aldis defended the title against his perennial rival, Tim Storm. Now, Power changed the wrestling landscape, but it needed a major fight to kick off this major project, and this was it. Aldis uh, needed an important title defense to kick this off, and he needed to do it against perhaps his most career-defining opponent, Tim Storm. Now, again, like I said earlier, Nick Aldis is young. He's only 34. We don't know who his Dusty Rhodes is going to be, but so far it's Tim Storm, all right? Tim Storm's victory over Jack Stane was the first NWA World Championship transition of the Lightning One era. It put NWA back on the world map of professional wrestling. And when Storm's reign ended at the hands of Nick Aldis, the whole world wept. I didn't weep, but the world did. But Storm always seemed on the verge of reclaiming his place on the mountaintop until this night. The dream ended uh, at the GPBO studios in the first episode of Power when Storm, under the stipulation that this would be his final shot at the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship, fell to Aldis. Tim Storm fell to Nick Aldis. This match cemented power. It cemented Aldis. And I'm going to say this like, you know, if it cements you and you lose, this was a big time match. And I'm going to tell you, this match also cemented Tim Storm as one of the greats. This match gave rise to a forlorn dream that one day, as the world changes, as times shift, as stipulations change, maybe Tim Storm might be the once in future king much like dusty Rhodes in his never-ending quest after rick flair maybe maybe one day tim storm will return that's all the mythology and the pomp and circumstance that this that this match gave rise to this is this is the career defining match subtracting subtracting this one this is the career defining match for nick aldis and there you have it now people on the 850th day of the reign of Nick Aldis, I encourage you to relax. Don't overthink things too much and relish in the fact that you are experiencing something, like I said before, special and unique in history, something you, that you may never see again in your life, ever. In a time of short attention spans when championships change hands every 10, 15, 20, 30 days, we have reached day 850. Now, we are long past debating whether all this is one of the greatest of all time. For me, that conclusion is 
foregone, okay? What I'm asking myself now is if Nick Aldis is the greatest champion of all time, okay? And by the way, we're only 150 days away from 1,000. This is Dr. Stinson. This is The House Call, and you're in good hands. We'll see you next time.